And welcome back to another episode of We're Not Made for Everyone podcast. And we have on here with us again uh, my co-host Jay, and this is the Prophet. And we're here to talk about some real controversial things. So what's been going on with you, Jay? Before we get into our topics, everything been good, man? Yeah, everything is fine. I started um my new job teaching. So far, it seems like a good school. You know, I got no problems with it. Everything so far is actually turning out well for me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's great. That's great, Dave. It's the same old, same old here, you know, between the church, the, the job that I got with the state. We know what it is. It's, it is what that is. <laughs> but everything else still going good. That's what I like about it. You got to have a life outside of work, and that's what makes things more yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, you know, with your topic that we said for last time that we're going to go and kind of ease and go ahead and go into, we were talking about it. This was a very um, strong topic I grew up hearing a lot about, redlining. I heard about it, and when I looked at the city that I spent majority of my life, I look at how the demographics of this city is, and the city it was red line. The red line actually followed the rail leg, um, the, the rail lines here as well as it does like up north. So you had a divide of where people live according to the railroad tracks. And you just you can see the different areas of wealth or poverty depending upon what side of the tracks you were on. It's really kind of crazy. Hence, hence where that expression came from. Yeah. You're on the wrong side of the tracks. Tracks, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's amazing that now it's hard to tell what side of the tracks you're on only in certain little pockets in the city. Because a lot of the whites are buying up the cheaper, the cheaper property, which is on the side of the railroad tracks. And what they're doing, they're trying to buy it up some more so they can they can get in and do what they want to do, build these houses that look a certain way, the modern-looking houses and everything. And then when the neighborhoods begins to flip to be more white, like they used to be flipping to be, become more black, they can already have that thing and be able to sell that house at a higher value. These people are playing strategically out here, and it, it is it has, like it's never stopped. Come on, let's talk about red light. Is the 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 whole purpose of it is pretty much to protect the property value of certain neighborhoods. That was the whole purpose behind it. And anybody who was an immigrant, they wasn't they wasn't red, but at the same time they were yellow, meaning there was some risk involved whenever immigrants would move into certain neighborhoods. And the whole red line situation it happens if anybody that was considered a Negro, hence the context of his time. That's what African-American people was called at the time, obviously. But if a person was, if you had a certain number of Negroes in your community, then the property value will go down. And all of this, it was, it was pretty much a way for the banks to safely lend out money for people who, who are interested in owning homes. So they will use a person's race or ethnic group to determine whether or not what level of risk they involve. That's why if you go to certain cities, you'll see a large demographic of people in a particular neighborhood or in a certain section of the city. It's like that, every, it's like that everywhere up north. 
Um, it's like that in areas of the South. And, and, and it's like that every... Actually, it's like that nationwide because this wasn't something that was just exclusively in one region of the country. This was something that was practiced nationwide. Very true. Very true. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, I was looking at some things and I'm looking at how they did some of the redlining and the precautionary lending and all of that stuff and how it divided up and who did what and what companies did what, what financial institution. It was like kind of crazy because they used uh, like some of the ones they actually use, I believe, Wells Fargo. Mm. Wells Fargo. <laughs> but here's the thing. They use Wells Fargo, but most of the banking and all the financial decisions were done done by a lot of places of SunTrust. So it's like, well, which one really did the dirtiest deed? I'm going to say all of them. I said dirtiest. I said all of them had dirty deeds. We're going to keep it 100 on that. All of them did dirty deeds. But it's like, which one did the dirtiest and the most corrupt? And and, and I, I feel like I would have to take almost couple of weeks to really dig into that because I would have to go back into so many different court cases to see what it is. But to know that everyone had a little bit of hand in it, and a lot of times it was not necessarily the the bank name that was in it, it was who was in, in the bank doing the deed. Mm. So the bank gets the bad name because of the person who was in there doing the stuff. kind of get how that goes, how we think government's so corrupt, but it's actually the people in government that make government look corrupt. Yeah. And and, and it's just crazy to think that what, what your ethnic, what ethnic ethnicity was, or your race was, it determined how high of a risk you are. Not even the fact of your credit. The credit had nothing to do with this. Nope. Employment had nothing to do with this. Whatever money you had to put down in the property had nothing to do with it. It was literally based off of your race and or ethnicity. That basically was it. And it, and, and it's kind of crazy. Redlining really comes from that reconstruction period. And that I don't know how not to bring in Jim Crow laws without talking about redlining. I don't know how to really go through that and really separate what was what, but all of it's so intertwined together that if you really look at it, um, we really need critical race theory taught. And we really don't need people trying to avoid the issue. Because here's the thing, how do I fix the issue within ourselves? If you understand anything about, I'm, I'm going to go on the soapbox to let you know. If you understand anything of how to correct a behavior, you must understand what the behavior is for, from, or what is it. Then you, once you get it, you must understand what's the root of the behavior in order to correct the behavior. So if we don't sit there and really expose and talk about the real issue that came from what these, um, these racially driven laws and policies and procedures that you came up with, the uh, things that were driven by by uh, 
by being racially biased to, to yours, knowing that some people who are of, of a paler skin does not even qualify to get it, but you have that. And it lets you know that's how with all these laws and all of these, these Jim Crow's and all of these things of, of this reckless mess they had going on created. The other issue that's going on is the uh, wealth gap. All that came from this. From mm-hmm. you didn't want that person in your neighborhood. And actually, if you really look at it, most of the most heinous and horrible crimes come from the pale Americans, as we would call Caucasian, the pale Americans, the best who have the less melody is here. The most harsher crimes come from you all. But you think we're the we're the threat. And it's just and it's just crazy to think about all the tactics and things that these people uh, that these people resorted to in order to use as a somewhat of a deterrent to keep people out of the neighborhood. Just so like that, they could protect their their asset, which is their house. Because the moment the moment um, minority groups started moving to the neighborhoods, the lesser and lesser their property was worth. Well, I just want to understand it. Let's let me, let's put this out there. Let's take it back before we even had uh, before eighteen sixty five. Before eighteen sixty five, all right. So let's take it back before then. Before then. If you was a white male and you own land, your property value was higher the more slaves you had on it working the field. So we flipped the narrative to say, if it's black people, I have a lower property value. But before, I had a higher one because I had you working for me. So what got in their minds and their psyches or what entered into their ears to influence them to think if a black person's in the neighborhood that's going to bring the property value down. And half the time when a black person moved in that neighborhood, a lot of times in that same neighborhood, that person was cleaning their house, tending to what they had to do, working in their factories, all of those things. And that actually was bringing value if they looked at it from an economical point of view instead of a racial point of view. But we don't they don't bring that up. No, and the reason and the reason why they see it in such a manner is because you you know it. It's it's almost because the thing was the moment the, the moment um the black people in this country got freed, it was almost as if they saw their livestock having freedom. It was almost as if it was almost as if a dog was owning property in their eyes or a pig. So in their mindset, they were inferior. The moment they got free, they're like equals. You're, you'll never be my equal. And hence, there was this long cycle of violence and, 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 and psychological tor- torture that took place ever since. That's really what it was. You will not be my equal because you are, my inf- you are inferior to me. So whatever you own is trash. Pretty much. That's how they think, but that a lot of times those white people gave the black people land. Sometimes they gave the worst of the land so <laughs> so they could get what they want. They gave the worst of the land, but the black people have enough you know, enough drive and tenacity and enough enough wit and intelligence about the land, they knew how to flip that land to make it the best land, even maybe in the smallest land. And so they didn't like that idea that I gave you this piece of land because I had nothing else to do. 
And I just gave it to you because I knew I could not tend it and I couldn't work it. So when you gave that one and you saw the wealth coming in for how well they knew to work the land because you had forced them to work the land, now you bring my property value down because you are doing better than me and you are not considered my equal according to this constitution that, that in the United States that said you are only worth three-fifths human, which was never corrected after that. That's just yeah. crazy. It didn't that, never corrected that. Which is crazy to me. That that, that They should have definitely... They should definitely take that out of there. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Here, here's something I want to think about. Because we're talking about real life, we're talking about what racial divides called and all of this and the equalities that we, we deal with. Because you can't say the word equalities in certain school systems in certain certain states. No, you can't say that word. You can't say equality. Even though equality can be dealing with women's rights as well. <clears throat> So with, with this, we go, we break it down and they did things because, you know, reconstruction didn't last for so many years. We went from reconstructions to the lynching, to Jim Crow laws, to Plessy versus Ferguson, and so on. Mm. How did we get from this point to this point with all of this going on and there was an opportunity that we didn't always have to live in the same area but we just needed the same rights. We need the same opportunities. Because people left the south to go to the north for gaining some level of wealth versus being in poverty in the south. And even then, when they, when they got to the north, they realized it wasn't cracked out, but it wasn't cracked out for what it was because even then they 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 went through a different form of discrimination. Yeah, it was different. People 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 thought moving up north they were not going to deal with the discrimination, the racism, and all of that because it was up north. It's supposed to be a free estate. They didn't have all this, but the way racism, the way things were displayed, was always different. It doesn't mean it didn't exist. It was just done so in a more subtle manner and not in your face. Yeah, it was done. That's why I say it was done. But some people don't understand the way it's done is different. Like, like a discussion when we're talking about this with um, the racial divides and everything and how racism plays out in different things and policy procedures with the laws and regulations or, and how things were created and some people forget about those things, and I like I had a discussion with my father who grew up through the fifties all the way up to you know to now. He's still alive, so he grew up in separate but equal, and actually lived through the transition of ground versus border education and the, the integrating of schools. And he says, "I would rather deal with the blatantly upfront racism than the hidden racism." that they try to do today. Mm. I said, that's more values, huh? It's because, it's because you, you pretty much have more of an understanding of, of this, of the rules of the game when it's in your face like that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know what you're dealing with, exactly. You know exactly what you're dealing with. Versus the stuff where where 
everything is all subtle and and you're realizing that you're not you're not getting a call back or or you're not getting calls back or you or or all of a sudden you're getting denied for for certain things and you're like I don't understand why I'm getting denied I did the application perfect I was qualified on paper for I, I was I was I, I was a qualified candidate on paper for whatever I apply for so there's all this there's all these things that's going on bureaucratically and you don't know what's going on because of the fact that they don't want to say because because you you belong to this group of people because nobody wants a lawsuit nobody wants to the discrimination charge but they's going to call you a nigga without calling you a nigga pretty much and and, and we talk about this thing but <clears throat> i think and I, they said now research it said current issues with redlining so when it when i research and i'm looking at this i'm a current I said, you know, we're in 2021. Separate but equal was supposed to end it in what 1954? Somewhat something well, no. They didn't that was later, that was overturned. The Board of Education for Education it ended in That was 1954, but we talking we talking well into like the mid sixties. That, that 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 whole thing went that the whole thing pretty much went to shambles. Yeah, because on paper it was about the sixties, like the things like Plessis versus Ferguson, separate but equal. It, it, when they that was overturned, they felt like that was solving the issues and moving forward. But it was on paper. But when the policies and the laws and the regulations supposed to follow what the states did, they tried to fix it federally. But what states were doing were creating different laws, just like they're doing voting. So mm -hmm. they're letting you know what, what's going on. If the federal does it and does not have a way to mandate to enforce it, that's when the states become in doing all these other crazy things, i.e., that's going voter, i.e., that we're talking about abortion. I could go on and on and on. Healthcare, i.e., all of these things, the federal tried to come in and create a, a, a standard, a create a criteria that you follow. But states are doing things so crazy. Now, how do we pull to have these checks and balances as this country supposed to have been set up? But it does not does not apply in so many different ways. <clears throat> That's why I'm looking at like if we had done this thing and redlining should have been abolished, but it still exists and it's still an issue. That means we got deeper things going on. And we worried about some people who what should be a mandate of yes a vaccine versus that. But then after that. What do you got these other issues going on? So when I go apply for a loan, because I say I want another house and I want an investment home, am I going to be denied just because of the color of my skin? I'm going to be put into a group because I trust and believe I, I met with a relative. I was looking at it, thinking about it for, you know, invest more investment and to have more investment properties and stuff like that. I looked into it and every area they took me to look at houses was in the hood. Mm. What they tell you? Are we still having red line issues? Yes. And then they try to, and then they try to sell you those houses. Like if you're getting a mansion, knowing dang well that's that's off of Martin Luther King Boulevard. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna go straight. Like in New York, you know, anything like between the Bronx is certain numbers. Certain numbers over here is still certain numbers. If you live in a certain group of number streets. You already knew. 
And every house you showing me is right on about all these different numbers, or these 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 streets are named after a fruit. But I'm just talking about what I have personally experienced. And you put them out there, and then you look at these addresses, and you look it up on certain websites. I tell you about that off the air how you look things up on certain websites for the crime. And I look at like this thing got crying crazy over here, but you trying to sell me then then I look at the house, it's supposed to be a three-two, and it's only like seventeen hundred square feet. And I'm looking like how you flip this? You're flipping you flipping a studio apartment. You open the door, the door is about to fall off of the you trying to say, Oh, this is like uh this house is worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like, well, man, you open the door, you take two steps in, you in the kitchen, take another two steps, you in the backyard. But I'm looking like <laughs> these areas. Now, it's a whole nother area where my parents live at. It was all farmland. Now they're trying to change it. They're trying to build on farmland, but they haven't cleaned that land up. So whatever toxics and all of that kind of stuff that was in the ground is in the ground. Mm. So it's like they're nice at home. But it's like how much time so, is it? Surrounded like, by waste. <laughs> like the Eric Bakovich movie. Oof. It'd be like that. Now you sure you want to live over there? Uh, did you want to live over there? I don't know. If you check mm. the you survey on the land, you see what toxins in the land. You see that because sometimes when land farmland has been there, a lot of things they used to put in the plants to keep them going, make them grow faster, is in the land. It's in your ground. You you feel it safe? All that, all that toxic, all those chemicals that are carcinogenic. You're breathing all them fumes, all, all the... Ugh. Exactly. It's not worth it. But it appears to be you're not in a red line. But when you actually go there, it's worse than some of the red line. Because see some of the red line areas, they may be a rougher area, maintainment work to get a house there, build it and get it where it needs to be. But I ain't got to worry about me having some kind of cancer. My yard looks beautiful over there, but I got to worry about if I'm going to get some form of cancer. Or if I decide to have children, children come out of deformity. And and actually, not, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, because of zoning and, and, and the way the cities be carved up, if you look at where it's at, a lot of the places that are in low-income areas, they you see the higher rate of kids born with asthma. You see a higher rate of, of kids bo- born with some type of um, cognitive disorder. Yeah. Do, do you realize BCU, Bethune-Cookman, used to be college, but now it's university. That whole college was basically built on a landfill. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that was only because that was the only land that the that the founder could have built on out there in Daytona. That was the land that was available to her. Yes, that was crazy. But she put the work in. She did it. What she had to do to get the land where it needed to be, so they could so they could have it, so she could be the founding of an education unit. But sheesh. I'm going to give you the worst of the worst. Yeah, for real. You know that area? That area would be considered a red line area. 
Oh, that's 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 definitely red line all day. Just go, just go, just go a few, just go, just go across the street or a few or a few lights up. Yeah, you, you hear a shooting, a shooting or two going on. Oh yeah, trust me, I know. Yeah, they, they be they be rocking out there in Daytona, man. They, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but I feel like. I feel like there's a there's more bad cities in Florida than there is decent cities, because if you if you know the city, you know this crime. Jacksonville, Tallahassee, Tampa, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando. Nothing but crime in those areas. Don't get me wrong; some are worse than others, but that doesn't change that doesn't change the fact that. <laughs> there's, crime, there's nothing but crime in those areas. True. And then when you look at and then when you look at where the crime is taking place, is in the, is is in the areas that that is that that is considered undesirable, where the black where the black people pretty much are put in. So yeah, that's what they do. But here's here's but here's where most of Caucasians that have a little bit of wealth, they go to those black neighborhoods, find out these people who. Who on fixed incomes are not able to pay their property taxes? Who start paying their property taxes? Start kicking people out of their houses. Start buying up that. Start putting these different things there. Start building up certain certain businesses starting to come in there, even though it look a little rough right now. And the next thing you know, you are pushed out your neighborhood into a place where they want you to go, where it was probably predominantly Caucasians, but the area ran down because of PWT, you know what that stands for, mm. and they messed up the whole value of the land, because a lot of times black people don't always run down an area. That's Pine, like Pine Hills, for example. Yeah. Because if, if you drive by that area, you see a lot of big houses, nice houses. And what they're doing they're pushing out blacks again because that originally a lot of whites lived there. Whites, Caucasians lived there before and then the blacks came in. But then the blacks came in in the working class and then mama got in trouble but this child was out here with the bad people got started living with mama and they did dealing drugs so they bring in the violence but they're trying to sustain mama to stay in the house because she don't need to lose her house. That she that's the first ever house she ever had, or just the house that was grandma had that was passed down, and they're one about taking that family. So they come in and doing all this other stuff, but they're bringing in the negative stuff that they were doing instead of just keeping who's there, there, and you live somewhere else. Mm. <clears throat> it is so much that we could we could break down in how how some neighborhoods got crime and some neighborhoods didn't. Some black neighborhoods stay good. Some of them just went down the drain. It all so, comes down. It all comes down to socioeconomic status and income. That's yeah. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it really does, and that's that's the crazy thing. Is they were explaining how Caucasians will have wealth gained quicker than than a black, not just because of the. the the racially biased things that were put in, but black people are always trying to help each other so much, trying to help a family. And so they'll help a family and end up more in debt versus moving forward. Uh. 
because rather we they talk about us that we are so against each other, but rather they know it or not, we are actually for each other more than they know. But it's just it's just an appearance that people give and, and what they do. And I think when when the fair skinned ones come in and they try to taint and put stuff and bring stuff into our neighborhoods to keep us at a certain point because they don't value who we are, but they want to take everything we have. Get that? You don't value the person for you have, but they want to take what everything that person can do and break them down. But I gotta take what I gotta get from you first. That's how it is. That's how it is with everything black people have. Think about it. The women, the culture, the music, the athleticism, the physical abilities, everything. It's when you truly look at it, that's that's really what it is. Everything. If they have something to value, give me that. And, and, I, and I don't know why there's that mentality in which it's just gimme, gimme, I'm taking that gimme. You're not entitled to your own thing. Which is, a, which is a bit odd to me. When it comes down to to blacks, that's just the, that's, that's like the only exception in which you could do it and it's like whatever. I don't understand why. Well, I understand why, but... But you don't understand how as you as a human being told to respect another human being, you do this. Because mm. how do you you fix yourself up to make a constitution or you would say declaration that, that all men are created equal? But they weren't even saying all men. They were only creating those group devils. Their writing considered themselves equal to each other. Yes, white men that own land. They must say a poor, poor, poor man that had to work just like just like a, a slave had to work was not considered equal, <clears throat> but he would never consider three fifths human. Mm-hmm. He was not equal to them, but he was never degraded so low that he would be called three fifths human. But here's the thing. They would do the same thing. Those same people that are the poor, or the, as I call PWT, they would have to live in them red line areas. Uh, actually, if I'm not mistaken, they they the color code in which they had it was considered blue, I believe. They were considered blue, but when you look at it, I started looking at some addresses of some people, like I want to say between 1933 to about 59 and a lot of those people that were looking up if you can look stuff up were considered white it was in the red lines but it was at the edge of the red line so when you looked at things what they were doing I wish I could show the map on this but we'll get to that stage but you show what you're doing you show some areas where they were showing red they were actually showing those blue areas but if I say, I, 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 when we get to the place where we on YouTube, <laughs> I can start showing this stuff and we can talk about it so people <laughs> see the visual of this. Because like some of this stuff, y'all, people really need to see the visual of what we're talking about to understand. It's all about economics and how you got to prove the stuff. And sometimes, just like the thing with this credit score, the credit score don't mean jack. Because sometimes, because people buy stuff cash, this, this says counted against them 
and that they don't have good credit. No credit is like having bad credit. Pretty much, because they don't know if they can trust you or not. But then you have purchased, and you can show on your show what you have already purchased. You purchased up cash money, so they don't think you 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 have enough to sustain and make the payments on what you're purchasing. So so that's why I tell people get get a couple of things, nothing long term, but get it, pay it off, and keep it moving. Do not accrue so much debt that you can't even pay it. Your debt ratio should not outweigh your income. Mm-mm. No, not at all. And if it does, you're gonna have to start thinking critically and making some life cha- some some changes around your life, so you can manage it better. Yeah, you know I like labels, but I'm not going to go buy a label when I know something in the house needs to be fixed, or I want to do something different in the house. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> exactly. Surprise! <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It is so much to to break down on this thing, and we're at a halfway point, and I gotta I gotta talk about this thing. I don't want to, but we, we just like I didn't want to talk about R. Kelly, but I gotta talk about this in order to, for everybody listeners to know a difference. Everybody's talking about Dave Chappelle, <laughs> and I think, and this this is my opinion. Now you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, Jay. I, you know I got the problem with that, but I'm thinking. From what I'm hearing, what people are saying and reading, but I read more than what I'm listening to on social media. I read more in articles and news. What I'm reading is people are coming from their own trauma and reading it versus objectively listening to it to see what he is saying, to see that he is not being this, he's not being that. Here's here's one thing I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna see I'm gonna get you some fee- get feedback from you. So he made a comment about the priest. The priest said he wanted me to come on his face. I felt nasty, but I enjoyed it. No one addressed that issue. <laughs> oh, for real? We talked yeah. about no, no, no one addressed that. <laughs> Homosexuality, LBTQIA, whatever it is, ABC five 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 six. Talked about that trans. We talked about. We talked all about that, but we did not talk about that point when he said something about a man with pedophilia molesting them, and this person has learned to their body has learned to ingest it, enjoy it, but they feel nasty about it, but their body is still enjoying. We didn't address that issue, but you talking about all this trans stuff. You acting like that person who's been molested is not valued at all. Yeah, he did say that, and and the first, what is it like the first thirty minutes into the into the, the special? First Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was right out the gate. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to understand. We're so focused on trans talking about oh trans black trans wives. Are being killed now. I now I did look the statistics up. They have had less trans death in the last two years. It could be because of COVID that they had over so many years. Now they have had more trans death in other countries, not in the United States. Why is that? Because they're giving trans people so many rights and so many things that we can't even voice an opinion on 
if I say I don't agree with a trans person because of my religious belief, I become transphobic. Now, how does that say? I have my beliefs. I never said not treat them as a person. I never said that they didn't have rights to be able to live here and do and function how they want to function. Never said any of those things. So now how do I become transphobic because of my beliefs? Explain that one to me, bro. Man, I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. I'm going back to what Dave Chappelle said on the stand-up. Uh, I don't even see his stand-ups as stand-ups anymore. I see it more so as like him just, just, just having conversations. That's what he really does. That's yeah, he he doesn't really do the comedy anymore. But right back to my right back to the point I'm trying to make. He made a point, and which is like, how in the how in the world does a trans woman get woman of the year? And then he brought up the fact of I'll be offended too if I'm a real thing, and then here comes this man decide to change his body and get the prize of the best woman of the year. How does that make sense? And and you know what? It's it, it's a it's a valid argument. It's a, it's, it is a valid argument because here here when I in in, in in listening to this, I heard some of the transgender women. Try to make sure I say it right. <laughs> they said that they have to respect. This is the only ones I've heard and read that they have to respect. A biological woman because they're not one. They said they cannot birth a child. They did not have to go through the menstruation. All the stuff that they have, have done to them has been done by their choice and has been done surgically. They don't have the same issues as they do. They don't have to deal with all the stuff. So they said they can't be mad at a natural woman voicing their opinions on certain things. This person, this trans person, was basically saying, I just want to be treated as a human. I do not really find issues with what he was saying. He was just exposing some things that people do. And he was just exposing how some people are trying to force their points of view and their agenda and their ability for everybody to accept them. It doesn't work that way. And there was also a comedian, um, Neil, I forgot his last name. He used to be a writer for Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And what and and he did a and he was and he appeared on a, another comedian show called Andrew Shorts. Shorts, okay. I believe his name is, yes. And he made a point. He was like, it almost feels as if the LGBTQ community it's there's almost as if when you're watching pro basketball and they flop. Or they intentionally go out of the way in order for them to make physical contact with another player so they could look like they were fouled. So so they could flop. And then he made the point. It's like it's almost as if the trans people are looking for reasons to flop. So they could go out out of the way to call the foul and and pretty much get attention that way. And he made he said that. That's not my words. But yeah, but the thing is, it, 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 it is a sound argument because it's almost as if they was looking for a reason to get offended by Dave Chappelle's stand-up, or talk in this case, rather than actually trying to understand it. And the irony of it is that they're proving him right. 
they are, they are proving him right. It, this thing went even. This thing even went to CNN, and it's like CNN. What are y'all reporting? Well, they report. Not- they're not reporting anything. They're just talking about how he talks about trans people and how trans people were offended. And then I try to look for the content and and end the discussion. And they did. They just discuss nothing. They just. It's almost as if they just wanted to say Dave Chappelle and talk about him being transphobic and not discuss anything or get into the content. Okay. Transphobic means you have the fear of what... Well, phobia means the fear of whatever that is. Correct? Yeah, they should use a better word than phobia, but for the most part, anybody who is afraid and or is um, what's the word I want to use? Very antagonistic towards the thing or, or in this case, towards trans people. Okay. So in that special, he talked about a, a, another term, feminist. Yeah, he said the turf, I believe was the word he used. We ain't got to the tiff yet. We got to, we got to get to the first part. Mm-hmm. First part, what he wrote down, what feminist is, a person that believes in equal rights for, for women or people of a group. Equal rights. So, when the person and they canceled the person who wrote Harry Potter because she said gender counts, or genders matters. Gender's a fact, is what he said. <laughs> yes, the, what she said, sorry. Gender is a fact. So, it is. Because rather if you trans male or female but you still have your original cisgender parts, the gender that you had to go see that particular doctor does count. Can we just just be biologically the same what's what? Because rather if a woman removes their breasts to look like they have, you know, uh, pectorals like a man, does not neglect they have a uterus and ovaries. And they need to get checked by a gynecologist to make sure all of their their plumbing is still working right. You see, like, like the thing is, is this. If if J.K. Rowling would have said a person's sex is a fact, I think people wouldn't have gotten mad at that. And I sincerely believe that was what she meant when she said gender. Well, see, she's of a different generation. She's older than me. Yes. So when you, the terminology, how they learn to talk, they know as in gender. Because the thing was, you're right, gender, it, it wasn't until what, like 10 years ago, people stopped using the word gender for sex? Pretty roughly. And, and, and in birth certificates, you could look at your birth certificate and I could look at mine. And it don't say sex. It says gender, male or female. And and just like some of the paperwork we got now, I looked at the original one they had. They had they had sex. And then after a while, so many years, they changed it and progressed it to the, the gender. So you know it well, vice versa. It progressed into what's today's terminology. What they want them to use. I'm telling you, I come from from a spiritual background, when you have this much going on to create this much sensitivity, this much division, it goes into a different realm. 
because it goes into a realm that we don't see that's trying to battle what, against two things and we just get to see the manifestation of it. And it's like, it is so much deeper than that because how do you make what someone does in their bedroom such a large factor in how they're treated walking on the streets? It's, to me, it's almost as if it's a mixture of is a mixture of, I guess, self-validation and being overly sensitive. Because if, if 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 it wasn't, if they should probably wasn't talking about the LGBTQ community, it could have been talking about something completely different. I felt like another group of people who feels marginalized would have been attacking him. Well, I want to know how do they feel marginalized? When, in fact, I have to say it. If you're someone of the LBGTQIA556923 XYZ uh, community, you got and have more rights to protect you than I do as a black man who pay their taxes, contribute to society, and try to make a change in the world. I don't get the same treatment and rights wise as you do. Being of that community, of the alphabet community, we got somebody that we got a couple bit word. They 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 call they call they call it themselves when they're part of the alphabet community. Because <laughs> they say they can't even keep up with the community themselves because they got so much going on. So then, how do you expect someone who's not a part of it to be so so woke on it when you are part of it? And you can't even be woke on it. No, and the thing is, is this I feel like. I feel like the people who who are part of that community, I feel like they have to give some type of leeway for regular people. Like you can't just assume that they know and then be angry of them for being ignorant. If that's the case, if you feel that strongly about it, rather than being all hostile and aggressive towards it, use that time to educate the person. But but it's sometimes you don't like they don't want to do if you really want to make a difference. And making these people aware and have growth, you wouldn't be looking to counsel people. You would look to educate people. No, because, a, a, no, I'm sorry. Continue. Because if you if you're always counseling people, not educating people, where's the growth coming from? Mm. Where's the awakening? Where's the aha moment? Where is where I, I gain wisdom and knowledge and knowing how to treat people instead and continue to treat somebody the wrong way? This this did. How do you expect that? If we always counseling, putting you out, getting rid of you, but not teaching you nothing, but that keeps you at a lower level. And I, I, I'm about to go on a rant. I'm trying not to. But I think that's the whole thing of a lot of a lot of conservative Caucasians in this country is to keep you at a place where you don't gain knowledge, keep you at a place of counseling you, keep you at a place of, of you not being able to grow in and be mature as a person. If I keep you in a place where you're not gaining the knowledge, I don't have to worry about you being a threat because I keep you in this little hole. I keep you in this little box so you don't gain nothing. How counseling, how how confi confining somebody, boxing people are helping them. They're not helping no one. You're not going to have a way to have equality because you're going to treat these people marginalized like this, what's going to happen when it starts knocking at your door? Because after a while, things come to knock at your door because that's how we had to go through a whole women's rights thing because all the stuff they were doing to black people and, and, and the former slaves and doing to other women, it started 
knocking at that door, then they have to change their whole point of view on things. So it's a, it's a thing is, how do we want to counsel someone without educating someone? Man, and I, I, this is so many things with this issue. And and the problem with it is that they they, and another thing too, they like to bring up a lot of things from way back when as as some type of I, I don't know, like a, a, as a type of way to, I guess, extort people. Like, like that thing that happened with, like, like what happened with Kevin Hart. They brought up a tweet that was like twelve years ago. They had to search. They had they, listen. They had to dig so deep. They, they, the Twitter didn't even look like Twitter. Don't even look like that. That's how old that post was. Yeah, you're right. And. And the thing was, is this: It's like, why are you gonna, why, why, why are you going so out of your way to look for some old things? Like, what, what was it? Like six years ago, it was perfectly acceptable to use the word, and and and, and I'm not gonna, you know, I don't think it's appropriate, but I'm just just trying to make a point to use the word tranny to talk about transgendered people. In this case, transgendered women. It was acceptable. Remember years ago. Them wasn't acceptable, but now it is acceptable. And even then, I'm gonna be a hundred percent with you. I I'm against the pronoun them only because them means something implies plural. That's what I'm saying. Because he uh, mentioned that he mentioned that in the thing to go with what you're saying. He mentioned that in the stand up. He's saying them as in a singular or them as a group. Because he he brought that up. How do I address it? Like you're saying. It doesn't make sense. It's not even proper grammar. Correct. It's like, yeah, I'm over here chilling with dumb. With dumb? Who's there? Oh, just one person. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> it, it, just don't, it just doesn't make sense. Like, what is, what is, like, I get it. If you feel like agenda doesn't fit you, or a pronoun doesn't fit you, then, then maybe an, an alternative one should be used rather than dumb. Well, if, if you don't want a pronoun, and I think you've heard me saying, I think, I don't know if you've been in the training since I've been in there. I'd rather just, if I don't know your pronoun, she, he, him, her, all, all that. If I don't know that, just let me just call you by your name that you want to be called. The, yeah, yeah, that's that's that, a good that's, that's a good one. But that's the thing. I'm still respecting you, but I don't have to have this thing of me being so confused of which way to go. If you're Bob, but Bob has a double D's and have hips that are 56 inches around, but they want me called Bob. What's up, Bob? How you doing, Bob? Hey, Bob. <laughs> who, who who's there? Oh, it's Bob, Joe, Keisha, Sean. You know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking for the simplest answer that will not disrespect and still have somebody treated as a human. I'm not here trying to write a dissertation on what pronouns to call you. Because a lot of times in this day in society, we, we don't actually call a lot of people by pronouns. We just address them as their name. I mean, I do a lot of sir and ma'am. And I could, I could be put on the fire with that. Eventually, ma'am, ma sir, how be? Because at some point, 
you're gonna offend somebody. I don't care who it is. I don't care how politically correct you try to be. You're gonna offend somebody. And the way we are, we are so freaking uh, so sensitive on things. It makes no sense. Here's my thing. If I'm into treat, and this is me coming my Christian point of view, if I'm gonna treat everybody with love, I'm gonna treat you with love regardless. Regardless, if you consider yourself this or that. Regardless, if you want to be involved with this or that in your bedroom. My responsibility is to treat you with love and respect as a human being. Because at the end of the day, whether you consider yourself a child, a child of God, but you're still God's creation, and I'm not finna deny that. You are something that was created by higher than you, that that's, you're here and existing. And I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect that. At the end of the day, I don't understand how do we we get so sensitive. And I that's why I say I told you, it, it, from my perspective, it's a, something in a whole different realm that's going on, battling against each other, and we're stuck in the middle. And, and I'm all just, I want to do is treat people like treat people. That's all. And I'm just trying to understand who exactly does the LGBTQ community benefit? You know what I'm saying? It's like, is it does it benefit all of his members? Or does it only benefit you know the white, the, the white ones? Like that's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, cause I'm saying you will have to worry about it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm just being real because that's the thing that, that Dave Chappelle brought up in there. When the yes, if it, it's going to be this, are you coming as a white person? Because because that's 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 the thing we got to figure out. When the police are called, how are they going to look at you? Are they going to look at you? Because if you're two two people the same community, the LBDTQIA plus five five six nine, if y'all are the same community, but one's Caucasian, the other one's black, which way are they going to look at? Who's going to be the threat? Because it could have been the Caucasian man who was a threat, and the black one called called because the Caucasian man was threatening them. But how is it going to be subjected? Depending on where you come from, depending on how it is, you don't know what kind of police office you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get a racist one. You don't get a homophobic one. You don't know if you're going to get a racist homophobic one. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're getting. And when things come in, you don't, I don't care how you try to explain it, it's going to look a certain way because they already have prejudice against you anyway because just your skin has more melanin than theirs. And then that's a, and and another and I'm a bit I'm gonna go a little off topic on this one, but remember when when they asked Caitlyn Jenner to to pose for Playboy magazine, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be straight up with you. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> All right, go on, go on, go on. I was trying to please have some appetite tonight. I think it just just you just killed it right there. Listen, because <laughs> here it is. How do you have a trans person that I don't know if they had the surgery? Because I think trans transgender versus transsexual or trans something is all they're kind of different. Because one way in that that the any part is letting me know that that person had the, the gender reassignment surgery. So I don't know if Caitlyn Jenner, how how Caitlyn identifies himself, has had. The surgical, the reassign, the gender reassignment surgery. I don't know, and I don't want to know. 
and I don't want to try to figure out the little freaking Playboy magazine. Don't even look, buy that stuff. Look, <laughs> man, look, man. The way the way they made it sound, man, like like this, they 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 pretty much turned Caitlyn Jenner into a goddess. How? Like, like what? You don't remember? Listen, she was in every magazine cover. I know, but I'm talking about how. And then what doing. And then the crazy thing about it, and then the crazy thing about it, she the, she killed somebody vehicle a mass slaughter. You don't remember that? Yeah. But nobody want to talk about that. And that's the thing. They almost make it look like if you trends, you're you're impervious to consequences. You're impervious to criticism. You're impervious to anything for that matter. Well, I'm going to say this. I told them my mother used to work in the corrective facility. If you were white trans, you were treated differently. If you were black trans, you were put in gym pop. Mm. They did not start changing that until she was getting ready to retire. And that was like 2012. Uh-huh. Think about it. A trans person. They, a lot of times, they had the um, augmentation to the breast. They had augmentation to have hips. They had some thing, other things changed. But they still had uh, a penis and, and testicles and all of that. But they were already attracted to men. They would run certain parts of the prisons. Not the drug dealers, not the gang members. The black trans could run parts of the prison, uh, the jail system, because they had them on lock because things they could do sexually. That that's similar. Damn. Damn, that's that's. <laughs> Jeez, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that's why I say, I think so many people, now I'm going to say this. Now, I'm really not understanding the walkout that they want to do on the 20th. I mean, then that's the case. They have every right to express their opinion. They have every right to express their views. You know what I'm saying? That's more yeah. power to them. But I ain't, I'm going to express my views, but I ain't messing with my duckets. I'm not messing with my coins. I'm not messing with what's coming in my house. My thing is, at the end of the day, people have a choice. Just like anything else is on Netflix, you have the choice of us play or not. But I'm going to be straight up with you. What's up? I said you don't have to push play on his stuff. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. So, but the thing is, is this. They're going to do all this. this, They're going to do this walkout, right? Do Do this grand show. By the end of the day, is the trans is the LGBTQ community going to come in and help them pay for their bills or look for employment? Let that sink in. Oh, they ain't got to sing in with me because I already know. Ain't nobody tell you to sacrifice your job because I'm. They're going to retweet these people. They're going to trend on Twitter, and that's the end. Maybe they open up a a, a um a a um fund me or go fund me for them. But the thing is, go fund me. Take a knife. Take a little chunk off of that, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They don't think about that, but but here, here <laughs> here's the thing: if you were trying to get people not to listen to him, watch the special, 
Why did you give it this hype? Because the thing is, more the people, thing is, more people listen and watched it now versus in no one. Because his other specials, it took it took weeks for people to get to the place to to to, to watch it. But now you got everybody and their mama watching this one and everybody uh, talking about it. And you dude, they had national news. <laughs> you got you got him bringing. I said this way. He said, if this is what y'all talking about, canceling him, y'all have given him so much attention. And y'all making his pockets fatter because it's bringing more attention to what he's doing. And now people go back, and I, I found out some people said, we watched all of his stuff. And then somebody said, it's a progression. He's grown from the first one he did to now. I said, oh, see? It's a snowball effect, apparently. I'm like, y'all. You have to use wisdom of how to do something. If you really are boycotting something, know how to do it. Like when Monique, I enjoyed her comedy. She said something about some left field things sometimes. Enjoyed her comedy where she was telling people to boycott Netflix. When you asking that whether you know it or not, it's actually some it's a high percentage of black people work for Netflix. So you're telling your own people to stop bringing food to their table because you didn't get offered a certain amount because you felt there was sexism and racism to you. And you which it was, which it was, because I, I, I did not it, say it wasn't. I'm just no. saying you wanna, you you try. Where is your your purpose in what you're doing? How to do things? We're you're you're emotionally driven and not logically and not looking at the way that you can hit somebody in their pockets to do something, that's different. But when you're looking at a way and you own your emotion, you think everybody should be behind you, but everybody can't be in no place to be behind you because some people, that's their job. That's how their bills are paid. That's how the lights are on. That's how their child going to daycare. That's how their child going to a college or something like that. You can't look just at your point what they're doing, even though it's wrong what they did. Let's put it out there, it's wrong. But you have to look in a different way and you have to give a good reason, logical reason, how to make a move and make your impact known versus emotionally driven things. Mm. And and the thing is, is that, yeah, they under, they un, they definitely were underpaying her, but, you yeah. know, that, that was messed up. But I felt like the, she could have tried to negotiate more or have not gone to another... Or easily going to the freaking Amazon Prime for a stand-up special. That's what Kathy, um, was it Kathy Gifford? Kathy, what, that, that lady, she went to them. And and they, they'll probably pay a little more because Amazon's just throwing money at people. They Because they want to build that, they, they want to become that comp- competitive person with the streaming. So if she could have did that, and 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 what happened was, I'm going to just use Wanda site as an example because we got to wrap up on how people flip things and try to cancel out. Wanda Sykes got an excess special. They offered her 250000 When So, hold on. When they saw the demand on watching and how people were streaming her, they offered her another one, and they came with more money, almost quadruple the amount that they did the first time. And then they're on a, on a negotiation about another thing, paying her more money, because now she got on a TV show that was on there. So you you have to know 
what to do. She said she didn't agree with it, but she said, you know, to get your name on this platform and you do your work well, it's going to show. And then they're going to have to keep coming back to you, offering you more money because you're bringing in a bigger crowd. And it's true. And it's true. Uh, that, that, that's essentially how Netflix work. If you bring in, because look at, look at a comedian that got more than one stand up, um, Tom Segura. That man has, I must say, th- three or four stand up specials with Netflix. The only other comedian that got that is Dave Chappelle. Correct. So that, that's what I'm saying. It's a way to do it. I, I, I'm still not saying that she was not right in what she was saying. But if you're going to make an impact, learn how to hit them in different ways. You, when you want to make a, a business feel your wrath and make you have make them have to adjust to you and cater back to you, hitting them where it's hurting it. Because if you're hitting them with their money and they're not able to make that money and they see somebody else making that money, they're going to come to you a different way. And I need a lot of uh, of our group of our brown and black people to understand how to make the impact and not just do more. Because we we protested. I thought, oh God, why I gotta give somebody? We protested on Black Lives Matter. We did these things, but we did not begin to hit in the places that really need to be hit. What laws that we have changed and all the protesting we did? That's the thing that we really gotta do. We gotta get to a place where we make impact. We make an impact by laws being changed. We make an impact by by companies have to address and, and bring in more more money and bring donate more to us and give more to us. We gotta do things that are making the impact versus just protesting. Protesting is good. It's part of your First Amendment of freedom of speech, right to assemble. I get it. You need that. It's part of free to press too. Trump didn't get that, but you gotta get to a place where <laughs> if you wanna make an impact, you have got to learn to hit them where it counts. If I'm boxing and I know that person done had some injuries to them ribs, I'm taking some body shots to start breaking them down so I take some head shots to let them fall. I'm not going to keep hitting you to the head where you ain't had no injury and you can kind of take it. I'm hitting you where I found out where you got some weakness at and to keep breaking you down. If I'm going to make the impact if I got to do this, my MMA, if you want to put me, I'm going to put you in a submission hole and I'm going to tear up them kidneys. That's going to break you down and I'm going to get you to where I want you at. You got to learn to hit people where it counts. We cannot continue to do the things that we did years ago because we got to progress. We can't just be emotionally driven. We can't just be a council culture. We can't just be a person who want to create a law to just keep people in a box. We got to do stuff to make it and it takes your voice, your vote, your ideas to be pushed to make the change. Mm. Okay, I'm done. I'm done for the night. You got anything else, Jay? <laughs> Man, all I can say is this. Um, they could protest all they want, but at the end of the day, Netflix is going to go where the money is at. And this guy is generating so many views and bringing in so much money that Day's gonna keep it riding. If anything, they might offer him another deal. Might be a documentary. Mm. You get paid more for a documentary, and they don't know that, but I'm just saying. I mean, because the thing was, was this Netflix, out of respect for him, 
they took out they took out the Chappelle show and then they brought it right back up when he got the rights and they people still stream that show. People are still streaming his old specials. People, you know, the new special right now is creating a lot of buzz. And Netflix know that this guy is 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 good for business, so they're not gonna put him down. And plus, and plus, if they if they themselves already saw it special, if they saw it as a problem, they would have never green lighted it. There's the answer right there. They would have green. They they saw it, and they would have never green lighted it. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they thought to themselves that way. Exactly. There's the answer right there. Cause, cause what, what if Dave Chappelle saying that it was so bad that 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 South Park didn't didn't say or covered? Jay, not doing it. That's a whole other show. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I'm gonna just summarize it real quick and then I'm gonna let it go. So South Park, um, they they did it on two occasions. They pretty much showed Caitlyn Jenner and this and this ugly ugly portrayal. And they over exaggerated the amount of car accidents she was involved in, and how and now everybody was just turned a blind eye to all the chaos she caused. That was the first episode, and then the second episode about the transgender woman topic was that they was arguing that transgendered women competing with sports it gave them an unfair advantage, and the person that they used to portray this transgender woman. It was no other than Randy Savage. What? Oh yeah, you go YouTube it. Oh, they, they, yeah. Yeah, and the thing was is that this person wasn't even in transition. It was just uh, Randy Savage talking about I'm the strongest woman out here. Okay. Uh, uh, granted, it's 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 a huge and, and, and gross over exaggeration, but. How come I don't see anybody upset at South Park? Uh, okay. I'm not going to say nothing. We're finna close. And I'm gonna say <laughs> this I believe the only reason they want to do this because this is a black man. And this there you have it. This country is still in fear of a black man. And that's why we are in the position we're in. And that's all I got to say about this today. Um, we get ready to close <laughs> right now because I think we got five seconds. So thank y'all. Yeah, have a good night. And see y'all next time for We're Not Made Favorite Podcast. Good evening and welcome back to We're Not Made Favorite Podcast. This is November 30th and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So tomorrow is December the 1st and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a couple years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. And most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this um, era of the epidemic but it is a possibility because people um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care. So they do have what they consider 
um, AIDS that's not just a virus, HIV, that that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure, and for this platform that I have, and we're not made for everyone podcast, that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure, I'm not going to stay on here long tonight, um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things that a lot of those a lot of people of color rather Asian, African um, Spanish descent could not have access to it. Did not a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that Contraceptives and certain religions, the company countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. I mean, birth control, all these things. So, a lot of times, those countries are some of the leading places of HIV/AIDS. Then, a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV. Um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this uh, short little clip tonight, because it should be about seven minutes. Um, I'm going to post it tonight. You should wear red tomorrow. Find some kind of way to wear red. I'm wearing a special made shirt that says World AIDS Day. And I'm saying it because a lot of people that I knew have passed away from complications of HIV or AIDS. And we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on, and I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go with the church with me and everything, would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus, or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like, wow. Wow, still it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them, and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love, and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you haven't been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for a HIV test. Ask for it.
ask for it's better to know it's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself protect others here's the thing is a lot of people think the people who the person who has hiv is dangerous to the other people actually the people who don't take care of themselves don't know nothing are more dangerous to someone who has hiv aids we have to break the stigma we have to stop the 25 28 probably in the close to 30 million and counting because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at, one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have is HIV and passing on to unborn children or breastfeeding the child and passing on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening and it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping in. It's like at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, if you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get the three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have and here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that mean they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children, but they may. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to give them the information to know. And, you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge of the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots so they can be protected. And they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month, every two months. However, it is said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It was designed for another species. We don't live like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red. Ribbon. Wear red. T-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to, to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. 
there's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while they live HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there, wear red, December the 1st tomorrow, and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in, and this is We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast, and signing off. Good evening, and welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. This is November 30th, and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So, tomorrow is December the 1st, and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a couple years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. And most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this, um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people, um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care. So they do have what they consider um, AIDS as not just a virus, HIV, that that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not making everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure, I'm not going to stay on here long tonight, um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. I mean, birth control, all these things. So a lot of times those countries are some of the leading places of HIV-AIDS. Then a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS-HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this up short little clip tonight because it should be about seven minutes um when posted tonight you should wear red tomorrow find some kind of way to wear red i'm wearing a special made shirt that says world aids day and i'm saying it because a lot of people that i knew have passed away from complications of hiv or aids and we didn't know stuff until 
it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them, not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go with the church with me and everything would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like, wow. Wow, it's still it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them, and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love, and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you have been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for a HIV test. Ask for it. Ask for it's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably in the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at, one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing it along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have HIV and passing on to unborn children or breastfeeding the child and passing on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping with me. It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get a three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that means they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the 
chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children, but they may. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to, to give them the information to know. And you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge of the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots so they can be protected and they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month, every two months. However, it is said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It was designed for another species. We're going to leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while living with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red December first tomorrow, and make sure that you're out there to educate, support, and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in, and this is We're Not Made for Everyone podcast. We're signing off. Good evening, and welcome back to We're Not Made for Everyone podcast. This is November thirtieth, and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So tomorrow is December the first, and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. Most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care, so they do have what they consider um, AIDS as not just a virus, HIV, that can that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not made for everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure I'm not going to stay on here long tonight um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times 
uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent, could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the companies, countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. I mean, birth control, all these things. So, a lot of times, those countries are some of the leading places of HIV/AIDS. Then a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this uh, short little clip tonight, because it should be about seven minutes. Um... I'm posted tonight, you should wear red tomorrow. Find some kind of way to wear red. I'm wearing a special made shirt that says World AIDS Day. And I'm saying it because a lot of people that I knew have passed away from complications of HIV or AIDS. And we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go went to church with me and everything. Would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like wow. Wow, still it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them, and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love, and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you have been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for HIV test. Ask for it. Ask for it's better to know. It's better to know and know what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. 
if you count in your room sometimes where you at one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing it along. People are passing it along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have AIDS, HIV and passing it on to unborn children or breastfeeding a child and passing it on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping with me. It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get a three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that means they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children with their maid. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to, to give them the information to know. And, you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge with the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots so they can be protected. And they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month, every two months. However, it's said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It's designed for another species. We're going to leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to, to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while living with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red December 1st tomorrow and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in. And this is We're Not Made For Everyone podcast. It's signing off. 
Good evening and welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone podcast. This is November 30th and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So tomorrow is December the 1st and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a couple of years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. And most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this, um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people, um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care. So they do have what they consider um, AIDS that's not just a virus, HIV that that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not making for everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure, I'm not going to stay on here long tonight, um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the company, countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. I mean, birth control and all these things. So a lot of times those countries are some of the leading places of HIV AIDS. Then a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this up short little clip tonight because it should be about seven minutes um post it tonight you should wear red tomorrow find some kind of way to wear red i'm wearing a special made shirt that says world aids day and i'm saying it because a lot of people that i knew have passed away from complications of hiv or aids and we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go went to church with me and everything would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um 
HIV, and it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I I knew and grew up with passed away from it, and it was like wow, wow. Still, it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus and it affects people in different ways. Some people it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you have been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for a HIV test. Ask for it. Ask for it. It's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the, people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have AIDS, HIV and passing it on to unborn children or breastfeeding a child and passing it on to them. It is, it is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping in. It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get the three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that means they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children with their maid. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to, to give them the information to know. And, you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge with the power, we can bring this to an end. 
I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots for the protected and they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month, every two months. However, it's said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It was designed for another species. We don't leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professionals on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while they live with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red, December the 1st, tomorrow, and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in, and this is We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. Let's sign off. Good evening, and welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. This is November 30th, and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So, tomorrow is December the 1st, and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a couple of years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. Most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care, Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care, so they do have what they consider um, AIDS as not just a virus, HIV, that can that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not made for everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure I'm not going to stay on here long tonight um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent, could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives. And certain religions, the countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. They mean birth control and all these things. So, a lot of times, those countries are some of the leading places of HIV/AIDS. 
in a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this uh, short little clip tonight, because it should be about seven minutes. Um, I'm going to post it tonight. You should wear red tomorrow. Find some kind of way to wear red. I'm wearing a special made shirt that says World AIDS Day. And I'm saying it because a lot of people that I knew have passed away from complications of HIV or AIDS. And we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go to church with me and everything would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... um some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like, wow. Wow, still it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them, and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love, and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you have been active for a year or so, still ask for HIV tests. Ask for it. Ask for it's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably in the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at, one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have is HIV and passing on to unborn children or breastfeeding the child and passing on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping with It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. 
you can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with it, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you would not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that mean they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. That's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who, who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children, but they may. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to, to give them the information to know. And you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge with the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots for the protected and they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month, every two months. However, it said I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It's designed for another species. We're going to leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professionals on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to, to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while they live HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red, December the 1st, tomorrow, and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in, and this is We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. Just signing off. Good evening, and welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. This is November 30th, and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So, tomorrow is December the 1st, and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a couple of years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. Most of the time, people are living with HIV. It's very rarely that people are living with AIDS, and this 
um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care, so they do have what they consider um, AIDS that's not just a virus, HIV, that can that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not made for everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure I'm not going to stay on here long tonight um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent, could not have access to it. Did not a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the companies countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. I mean, birth control and all these things. So a lot of times, those countries are some of the leading places of HIV AIDS. Then a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there where misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this uh, short little clip tonight because it should be about seven minutes. Um, I'm going to post it tonight. You should wear red tomorrow. Find some kind of way to wear red. I'm wearing a special made shirt that says World AIDS Day. And I'm saying it because a lot of people that I knew half passed away from complications of HIV or AIDS. And we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go with the church with me and everything would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like wow. Wow, it's still it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them, and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love, and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. 
Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you have been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for HIV tests. Ask for it. Ask for it. It's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably in the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at, one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing it along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have is HIV and passing it on to unborn children or breastfeeding the child and passing it on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping in. It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, if you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get the three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that mean they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children, but they may. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to, to give them the information to know. And, you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge of the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots so they can be protected. And they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month or every two months. However, it is said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It was designed for another 
species. We're going to live like that. And that's a day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to, to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while living with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red December 1st tomorrow and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in. And this is We're Not Made for Everyone podcast. And signing off. Good evening and welcome back to We're Not Made for Everyone podcast. This is November 30th and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So tomorrow is December the 1st and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established for years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. And most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care, so they do have what they consider um, AIDS as not just a virus, HIV, that can that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not made for everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure I'm not going to stay on here long tonight um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent, could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the companies countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. They're birth control and all these things. So a lot of times those countries are some of the leading places of HIV AIDS. Then a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this uh, short little clip tonight, because it should be about seven minutes. Um, I'm going to post it tonight. You should wear red tomorrow. Find some kind of way to wear red. I'm wearing a special made shirt that says World AIDS Day. And I'm saying it because 
a lot of people that I knew have passed away from complications of HIV or AIDS. And we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go with the church with me and everything would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like, wow. Wow, still it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them, and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love, and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you haven't been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for a HIV test. Ask for it. Ask for it's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at, one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing it along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have HIV and passing on to unborn children or breastfeeding the child and passing on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping with me. It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get the three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, 
that means they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children, but they may. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to give them the information to know. And you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge with the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots so they can be protected and they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You can take a shot once a month every two months. However, it is said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all in place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It was designed for another species. We're going to leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while they live with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. We're red, December the 1st tomorrow, and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in, and this is We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast, and signing off. Good evening, and welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. This is November 30th, and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So, tomorrow is December the 1st, and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established for years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. Most of the time, people are living with HIV. It's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this um, era of the epidemic. But it is a possibility because people um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care. So they do have what they consider um, AIDS as not just a virus, HIV, that can that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not making everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure I'm not going to stay on here long tonight um, that you understand that 
people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent, could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the companies, countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. I mean, birth control and all these things. So, a lot of times, those countries are some of the leading places of HIV/AIDS. Then, a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of. AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this uh, short little clip tonight, because it should be about seven minutes. Um, I'm going to post it tonight. You should wear red tomorrow. Find some kind of way to wear red. I'm wearing a special made shirt that says World AIDS Day. And I'm saying it because a lot of people that I knew have passed away from complications of HIV or AIDS. And we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go went to church with me and everything. Would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like wow. Wow, still it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them, and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love, and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you have been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for HIV test. Ask for it. Ask for it's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28 
probably close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at, one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing it along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have AIDS, HIV and passing it on to unborn children or breastfeeding a child and passing it on to them. It is, it is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping with It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get a three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that means they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you, know I mean? you don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children with their maid. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to, to give them the information to know. And, you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge with the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots where they can be protected. And they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You can take a shot once a month or every two months. However, it's said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting in there. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It's designed for another species. We're going to leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while they live with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red December 1st tomorrow and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in. And this is We're Not Made for Everyone podcast. It's signing off. 
Good evening and welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. This is November 30th and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So tomorrow is December the 1st and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a couple years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. And most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this, um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people, um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care. So they do have what they consider um, AIDS as not just a virus, HIV, that that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not making everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure, I'm not going to stay on here long tonight, um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the companies, countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. They believe birth control and all these things. So a lot of times those countries are some of the leading places of HIV AIDS. Then a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this up short little clip tonight because it should be about seven minutes um posted tonight you should wear red tomorrow find some kind of way to wear red i'm wearing a special made shirt that says world aids day and i'm saying it because a lot of people that i knew have passed away from complications of hiv or aids and we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go to church with me and everything would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um 
HIV, and it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I I knew and grew up with passed away from it, and it was like wow, wow. Still, it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? But a lot of times, within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone, and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love and they actually give the other person HIV HIV is a virus and it affects people in different ways some people it takes a longer time to affect them sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms they start seeing stuff so here it is I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you have been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for an HIV test. Ask for it. Ask for it. It's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the, people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably in the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have is HIV and passing it on to unborn children or breastfeeding a child and passing it on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody stealing it. It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. You can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get the three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you will not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that means they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. And that's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children with their maid. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to, to give them the information to know. You know, I believe with the education and the knowledge with the power, we can bring this to an end. 
I know medical intervention is coming up, and they're they're having people just taking the shots for to be protected, and they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month, every two months. However, it's said I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It's designed for another species. We're going to leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while they live with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red December 1st tomorrow and make sure that you're out there to educate, support, and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in, and this is We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. It's signing off. Good evening, and welcome back to We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. This is November 30th, and we're going to talk about a topic that most people don't want to talk about. So, tomorrow is December the 1st, and it's World AIDS Day. This day was established a couple of years ago to basically give proper information, education on AIDS, HIV, and what we can do to stop the epidemic. Um, most people don't realize that everyone, whether they know it or not, does know someone who is living with AIDS, HIV. Most of the time people are living with HIV, it's very rarely that people are living with AIDS in this um, era of the epidemic, but it is a possibility because people um, refuse to get care. People believe they, they can't get care. Then you have other countries that it makes it difficult for them to get care, so they do have what they consider um, AIDS as not just a virus, HIV, that can that makes up AIDS or can cause AIDS. Um, I just want to make sure and for this platform that I have and we're not made for everyone podcast that we are putting information out there. I just want to make sure I'm not going to stay on here long tonight um, that you understand that people of color across this world are greatly affected because a lot of times uh, in the early stages of when they used to have the cocktails or the retrovirus and all of those things, that a lot of those, a lot of people of color, rather Asian, African, um, Spanish descent, could not have access to it. Then I, a lot of places around the world that um, most people don't realize that contraceptives and certain religions, the companies, countries that led by a lot of Catholic Catholicism, don't use contraceptives. They don't use that. I mean, birth control and all these things. So, a lot of times, those countries are some of the leading places of HIV/AIDS. 
in a lot of places in African countries, they have had some myths that if a person contracts AIDS, HIV, um, that if you sleep with a virgin, you can be cured of AIDS. There is a lot of different ways that people are doing out there with misinformation, not doing the right things, not understanding what's really going on. And tomorrow, if you would take the time out, if you hear it, I'm going to post this uh, short little clip tonight, because it should be about seven minutes. Um, I'm going to post it tonight. You should wear red tomorrow. Find some kind of way to wear red. I'm wearing a special made shirt that says World AIDS Day. And I'm saying it because a lot of people that I knew have passed away from complications of HIV or AIDS. And we didn't know stuff until it was like too late. We didn't know stuff about them not getting the proper care, not getting to doctors, the stigma of if you had it, that means you were homosexual. All of these things were going on. And I'm, I'm talking about God-fearing church people that go to church with me and everything would not get the care. They just thought people were getting some kind of form of um, lupus or they had... Um, some kind of cancer. They did all these other things except for just saying what it really was. And and it was very heartbreaking to find out that the person could not express or could not tell them that they were living with with um HIV. And it was it was it's still very devastating to think about. Some people I know that I, I knew and grew up with passed away from it. And it was like, wow. Wow, it's still, it's still a wow because um, in this day and age, why does it have to have that stigma with it? A lot of times within a lot of people, people fall in love with someone and the other person is not faithful to them or not truly honest with them and not have done what they need to do to take care of themselves to protect the other person they truly love and they actually give the other person HIV. HIV is a virus, and it affects people in different ways. Some people, it takes a longer time to affect them. Sometimes it takes people instantaneously to start seeing symptoms. They start seeing stuff. So, here it is. I just believe just when you get your annual physical, even if you haven't been active for a year or so, still ask, ask for HIV tests. Ask for it. Ask for it's better to know. It's better to know and knowing what you need to do to protect yourself, protect others. Here's the thing is, a lot of people think the people who, the person who has HIV is dangerous to the other people. Actually, the people who don't take care of themselves, don't know nothing, are more dangerous to someone who has HIV AIDS. We have to break the stigma. We have to stop the 25, 28, probably in the close to 30 million and counting. Because one in five, one in four, depending where you at, has it. If you count in your room sometimes where you at, one, two, three, four, that means one of those people could have it and not even know it and could be could be passing along. People are passing it along not just from sexual things, from drugs. People are passing it on from people not knowing they have is HIV and passing on to unborn children or breastfeeding the child and passing on to them. It is so many different ways that this is happening. And it's not always about somebody being promiscuous. It's not always about that. It's not about somebody sleeping in. It's like, at this point, if you're not doing what you need to do, you can be affected. 
you can have an infection of HIV and not even know it. Some people don't know it for years. I suggest, if you can, go get tested. Find out what's going on. Know your status. If you're in a relationship with someone that y'all have not had intercourse or had sex or any kind of sexual contact with you, before y'all take it to that next step, both of you get tested. You have rapid testing. Now, if you have rapid testing, I suggest you go get three-day waiting testing just to make sure. Because if you truly love someone, truly care for them, you would not want them to have this. And here's some new information that's been released out in the last couple of years. The people who get um, to a place of undetectable, that means they're getting to a place where they cannot transmit it. That's a great place for them people who are living with HIV. You get to a place where you're undetected, you know what I mean? You don't have the chance or the risk of passing on to someone you love. Still take the precautions to be protective, but that means you have less risk of giving somebody. That means you have a more chance of that person who who had a situation or, or was raped or, or got involved with something, that they can still possibly have children with their maid. They can still have all these things. We have got to truly start educating ourselves and everybody around us. I think it's time for us to start going to the churches again to educate, to give them the information to know. And you know, I believe with the education and the knowledge with the power, we can bring this to an end. I know medical intervention is coming up and they're, they're having people just taking the shots for so they protected and they don't have to be uh, taking a pill every day. You take a shot once a month, every two months. However, it is said, I saw in WebMD, um, it's getting to a point where they're looking almost for a vaccine to prevent your body from getting it. All of these things are out there. But I believe if we can truly educate and get people knowledgeable about it, we can stop the spread of it. We can stop the epidemic. We can stop this happening all the place. Because that was a disease that was not designed for people. It was designed for another species. We're going to leave it like that. And that's the day I would like really talk about the origin of uh, HIV. And I have some other medical professions on here to talk about it. But I just want to make sure you hear it. I'm putting it out there. Everybody get a chance if you can. Find something red. Wear red ribbon. Wear red t-shirt. Wear red hat. Wear some socks. Do something red to, to put it out there that we need to educate people about World AIDS Day. And if you can, donate to it. There's many places out there that can help through the research and study and protection to making sure people stay healthy while they live with HIV AIDS. I just want y'all to know, put it out there. Wear red, December the 1st tomorrow, and make sure that you're out there to educate and support and show some people the way. Thank you for tuning in, and this is We're Not Made For Everyone Podcast. Just signing off.